0: Patriots, Welcome to the Patriot Review, episode 81. Before we get into the interview with uh, Dr. Uh, Syed Haider, I want to just cover some breaking news. First of all, the list from Jeffrey Epstein, the client list, is going to be released, which is huge huge news. So we'll all be looking for that and to see who's on the list. I think we know uh, several of the names that we suspect are on the list, so that'll be coming out. Also, before I get started with this interview, I want to share a critical video with you. Now, there's there's audio to it, and there's some instructions, but this has to do with holding those accountable for the whole COVID pandemic, uh, those responsible, holding them accountable. And there is a letter that has been created for you from... uh, uh, Flemingmethod.com. Dr. Richard Fleming, who I had on the show, if you want to check out episode 67, there's a lot of great information there. But this video has to do specifically with how to hold them accountable, a letter that has been written for you. You print it off, you uh, send it to your AG, your state attorney general and your district attorney. And uh, it has to do with uh, convening grand juries and holding these people accountable. So very critical. Uh, Check that out and I'm going to show you the video right now gives you the instructions everything you need to do the link to the website is in my description.
1: Hello, my name is Dr Richard Fleming and for the last two and a half years people in the United States and around the world have been suffering the consequences. of gain of function viruses that were released from the Wuhan Institute that were funded independently by agencies within the United States and other countries. During the last couple months, I've been going around the country in a crimes against humanity tour to help people understand the origins of this virus and more importantly, what you and everyone else and I can do to make a difference. This brief video and audio report provides information to help you participate in the indictments to hold these criminals accountable. The first step is to go to FlemingMethod.com, which you can see at the upper left part of the screen here, and if you type in FlemingMethod.com slash call for indictments, it will bring you to this page. If you get on something else, simply go to the middle where it says call for indictments and click on it, and you'll come to this very same page. Once you get here, click on the indictments letter that letter itself will provide you with a five to six page document laying out for your attorney generals and your district attorneys the attorneys that are capable and able to bring indictments against these criminals in your states what we're looking for is for everyone who hears this to download this indictment letter Attach a cover letter to it, identifying yourself and asking for your district attorney or attorney general to convene a grand jury to hold these criminals accountable by having a grand jury indictment. Once this is done with enough people, the attorney generals and the district attorneys will have to abide by we the people and call for a grand jury indictment. Once that occurs, these people, Anthony Fauci, Collins, and the others that you'll see on this letter, will be held legally and criminally accountable for the crimes that they've committed. While you'll look at this letter and realize that these crimes include a violation of the Biological Weapons Convention Treaty for the development of this virus, the lack of informed consent violating the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, the Declaration of Helsinki, and the Nuremberg Code. You'll also discover that in the states, these crimes equal murder, attempted murder, manslaughter, attempted manslaughter, false imprisonment, assault, battery, coercion, and perjury. The only way to stop what's coming is to hold these people criminally accountable before they have an opportunity to do something more. And if you've been paying attention to the news in the United States and around the world, you realize that that something more is coming, and it's coming rapidly. Increased gas prices, food shortages, nitrogen shortages to make the food, masking, quarantining of people, telling the children in Los Angeles County that they need to wear a mask because three patients had been admitted to the county hospital with covid The CDC telling the people of Dallas that we are now a red zone and should be masked. The emphasis on monkeypox and the development of a monkeypox SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19 vaccine is just the tip of the iceberg of what's to come. For we the people to maintain our rights, we the people will have to hold these criminals accountable and timing is of the essence. We're at the end of July and within the next 90 days, if the world continues to see the changes that have been occurring, we may be too late to stop it. I'm asking you and everybody who hears this to download this letter of indictment, to send a cover letter with it, to send it into your DA and attorney generals and to ask 10 other friends to do the same thing so that we can act on this and to ask those 10 friends to do 10 more things. This is the document. You can see it is already laid out by myself doing the work for the attorney generals and the district attorneys. And at the very bottom of it, you will see three specific links right there that include a link to a book that I wrote that includes all the detailed information about the monies that were paid by the federal government, the gain of function viruses that were produced, the patents that were granted, the papers that prove it, You'll also see a deposition under oath that I provided under oath to an attorney who has argued before and won before the Supreme Court of the United States and an affidavit. Normally, this would be the filed complaint by an attorney, but as I would not be the attorney filing it, I provide it as an affidavit, a sworn document attesting under perjury that what I'm saying in this document is true. We've been to several cities so far beginning in Fort Myers and we're currently here in the Salt Lake City, Utah area, where two nights ago, I met with a group of patriots who were adamant that they and everybody else should be involved. In the months that I've been doing this, this is the first time that I have truly felt like we the people are, we the people, and that all of you will get behind this process and put pressure on these attorney generals and district attorneys to do their job for we the people thank you
0: so there you have it this could be folks one of the most important things that you ever do in your life quite literally if you have not seen my series on covid and the victims of covid uh please go to frankspeech.com you can search for my name jeff wagner you will find uh, my page personal page then there's a horizontal menu bar you can click on series and you will see all of the videos that apply uh, are listed under the series uh, for COVID, so check that out. Um, again, one of the most important things that you probably will ever do. There have been uh, you know, millions of people who have been affected by this, and it was all done on purpose, and people need to pay for it. So uh, again, please share that. Please check it out. I'll put everything you need in the uh, links in the show description. We're going to do a quick ad break, and then we'll be back with the interview. Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR, that stands for The Patriot Review, that's TPR, or call 800-519-9927, that's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself, I can tell you they are the best quality bar none, so go ahead, use the code TPR. And get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride, not a
1: unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner.
0: I'd like to welcome to the show Dr. Syed Haider who uh, is joining me today to talk about the whole issue of transgender and the, the focus on it in uh, our school system and in our society in general. Doctor, welcome to the Patriot Review. It's gl- I'm glad to have you on board here.
2: Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here and thank you for giving me a platform to talk about, you know, such a crucial and important topic.
0: Well, I'm glad you're here. I So, I, I went on your website. I checked that out a little bit and You know, you uh, you obviously do other things during your your day to day life. And my first question was, how did you get involved in this and what prompted you really to speak out?
2: So there's a couple of things. There's three main things. So the the most important thing is that I have kids. I have a three year old girl and a seven and ten year old boy. Um, and I don't feel safe putting them in the school. I don't feel safe having them on social media. I don't feel safe having them browsing the Internet, you know, um, without somebody <laughs> having a watchful eye over them or, you know, right. a net nanny installed on the computer. I don't me and my wife don't even feel safe, like letting them play in the neighborhood with any random kids that they meet. Right. Because nowadays everyone carries around the red light district in their pocket right? And they can show your kids all kinds of stuff that they've never heard of or seen or didn't even know existed. Um, So that's number one. Number two is what I've seen happen in the last two years during the pandemic, you know, this pandemic, whatever you want to call it, the you know, the kind of tyranny that happened. I And and then I started reading um, the book, The Real Anthony Fauci. And I kind of, after my experience in this pandemic, trying to prescribe off-label protocols and the tremendous pushback that I got, and then reading about how Dr. Fauci has been doing this for decades, um, I kind of started to get a sense and understanding of how um, government creates you know, propaganda in every area of society, right? So there's food yep. propaganda, there's propaganda around, um, you know, climate change, there's propaganda around medicine, all kinds of propaganda. And, you know, what it seemed to me to be the kind of the root of all evil in this, you know, what, where, where does all of the, where do all these government ideologies stem from? Right. So hmm. a lot of them come from how do we deal with, um, How do we prevent people from rioting and pulling out the pitchforks and, you know, taking off our heads when we are debasing their currencies so dramatically over the last hundred years and continue to Mm -hmm. do so? And it's actually speeding up, right? So um, the government can print as much money as it wants to finance all kinds of ideologies and agendas. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you read that book about Anthony Fauci, he controls like seven, eight, nine billion dollars a year in this government largesse. And so... Every bit of research that's done in medicine, um, if it's not kind of like conforming with the government and ph- big pharma ideologies, it's not going to get funded. So
0: I just you know, had a, a, interesting. Uh, let me unravel a little bit of that. So I had just had a, a gentleman, Dr. Yoho on my show who was talking about, you know, fake, fake studies being done and pushing the prescription drugs and everything. So, you know, with our topic today is just this little sliver of it. And I think what you're saying, my viewers are, and my listeners are pretty accustomed to that. There is this broad strategy that includes every aspect of life, mm-hmm. not only for Americans, but this is happening throughout Western civilization and the rest of the world in, in different ways, but all with the same objective of this, of this globalist uh, mindset. Right. And um, when you say that, of course, people think that you're some kind of paranoid uh, conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat wearing and everything else, because part of that is the the media control. So in all of this, it's my opinion that the media are probably worse than the perpetrators because they're the ones that are supposed to be the watchdogs and um, and calling attention to this stuff. Right.
2: We, so, we don't have an independent media anymore. It no, doesn't we exist. Don't. Yeah, it's right. it's just an arm. Everything is an either an arm of the government or an arm of big industry, and and industry and government are in bed with each other, right? I mean, they're they're also right. kind of like two sides of the same coin, right? So big pharma funds most of mainstream media, right? And, so, and it funds Congress, right? Primarily. Exactly.
0: And then there's the whole the, the whole black ops thing, you know, when uh, George W. Bush was in office and Rumsfeld coming to the podium saying, hey, you know. We have uh we have what whatever it was billions of dollars tens of billions of dollars hundreds of billions of dollars what we can't account for uh right and and all that who knows what where that goes but so my my question to you because we're gonna get into this topic this transgender uh, agenda because it is one of the one of the weapons that they're using to destroy our society and our culture uh but the first thing that comes out of people's mouth. When you start talking about this, is oh you're a bigot, oh you're homophobic, oh you're this or that, and then the the second thing is oh you know you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist. So how do you answer those two those two charges that are being levied against people like you and me?
2: So um, but you know there, there's a couple of lines of reasoning here. You know like you look at BlackRock and. Fidelity and, you know, all these giant asset managers, um, at the end of the day, they own everything, right? They own Apple and they own Google and they own, you know, the pharmaceutical companies and they own everyone who is apparently, you know, on the surface, a competitor of somebody else. They own both sides of the competition, right? They own everything. They own all, all of the, you know, the, you know, all the major multinational corporations. And so really, like, if you have a single owner or a single like manager who's managing money and owns all industries you know including defense everything they're all going to be in bed with each other at the end of the day right so if you're in control of trillions and trillions of dollars and you're the ceo of BlackRock, you call up one of these companies you're like hey you know something you're doing is kind of like harming us over here and something else that we own whatever so like the, the point is that you know it's not really a theory it's just a fact right so there there are conspiracy facts you know and and if you just look at like what what does a company what is its objective its objective is to make money right pharmaceutical companies they're in business to make money they're not in business to make you healthier or to you know you know something you know lovey-dovey it's not that it's to make money however they can um and and then you look at okay so the government has to convince people that hey, even though you can't afford steak anymore, it's all right because actually steak's not good for you. Actually right. like soy is better for you, right? So there's this right. agenda behind the money spigot, right? This free money the government prints, it has an agenda attached to it. Right. It goes to fund only research which is in line with the agenda the government wants to push. And why does it want to push that? Again, because it doesn't want people riding in the streets because suddenly they too too parents have to work instead of one parent working. So now we got to convince people that, Hey, actually women should want to work. It's in, right. You know, that's
0: that's you know, the other, that's, that's the other thing. Now I've said a number of times, uh, you know, on, on this show that, uh, you have to think about this in the long game. This isn't a short game. If you look back on the, the whole feminist movement, um, the first thing that the government realized is, Hey, they have income potential in this. We can change our, our culture, our society to force that family have to have both people working so we can collect more money and I you know I really I really believe that that was done purposely to push to push that purposely to support that movement because they saw profit in it and nothing else and as far as um, you know the the situation of today I have a couple of examples so every time you turn around you can tell that uh, you can tell that a study is funded by whatever the outcome is, right? They want that outcome of that study to be whatever. So on the first day, eggs are terrible for you. And on the second day, eggs are the best thing in the world. You need to, you know, eat a couple dozen in the morning. Uh, And And,
2: and actually, you know, on that, you know, example, there's this great, you know, story. I I don't forget who it was, um, Roosevelt or FTR, somebody. Um, I I don't remember the name, but it was one of the presidents, right? Um, uh LBH or whatever, LBJ, I think it was. So anyway, he... You know, inflation was going up in the 70s um, and and he calls up the uh, you know, it was like the whoever the head of like the FDA or whoever is like the head of like kind of like the health um, and nutrition response for the government, he calls them up and he's like the FDA commissioner, I think it was. And he's like, you know what? I need some research showing that eggs are bad because because people can't afford them anymore. Literally, this is what they were saying to each other. Okay. So like, it's not made up stories. This is documented, right? Like people can't afford this. Now we got to paint it as a, you know, something that's evil and that's harmful. And like, you know, you really shouldn't be, eating it you know you should be right. eating the soy products and all this other stuff the, is
0: cheap. the, the, the other example i think the biggest example is as I, i've been a patriot uh really a constitutional conservative since 9 11 is is when i really got started and um at, the other example is there were a lot of loyal fox viewers and now we've seen that fox is nothing more than controlled opposition now we see that you know they're not so <laughs> their their intentions are not so noble um but as it as our conversation relates to the transgender uh the whole ideology i'd i'd like to get to to having you talk about the meat of the issue which is what is it really so we have this whole gender dysphoria diagnosis right this this condition that in the past that's what we would have said it was but in today, you are considered evil if you believe that. You're considered a bigot and everything else. What is the proof behind that actually being a mental illness versus, you know, hey, I was born in the wrong body? What What is the evidence for that?
2: Yeah, there's really no evidence that anyone's born in the wrong body. So there, there's no such thing as like a brain that's born male and a body that's born female or or vice versa, right? And And the proof of that, you know fact are twin studies you know anytime you have kind of like is it nature is it nurture what is it right mm-hmm. i you know question you go to identical twin studies you know so you look at um identical twins they have exactly the same genes so any differences in their outcomes are due to you know after birth you know the environment and their personal experiences are different from their identical twin um, and so in the twin studies you see that there's a 30 percent concordance in, in trans kids so like if one of the twins is trans 30 percent of the time the other kid will also be trans and you can understand that as well because twins are raised in almost identical environments you know they're, it's they're not their environments are not identical anymore like their genes are. But they're very similar, like their upbringing is usually almost the same, right? I would it's say very, that they also close.
0: have a larger influence on each other as siblings than, say, just a regular mm-hmm. brother brother and sister or two brothers or
2: whatever. Yeah, they're, they're much closer than other siblings mm-hmm. are. Um, yeah, so so they're very, very close. So so you're going to see higher than like the baseline rate among them. But the point is that it's not, you know, like 100 percent of the time if one is trans, the other trans, which means that it's not. brain itself which was born a certain way um so so that's the proof that it's not what they are saying it is it's not you know the ideology is completely wrong the ideology is really like what is it it's this magical thinking right which which um is natural for children which is why it's so terrible that it's being presented to kids because they can actually believe it and it makes sense to them right they're they're not grown-ups who like um, I mean, they do. They believe in Santa Claus and a tooth fairy. They believe in magic and fairy tales. Right. So right. so if you tell them that, you know, little Johnny is turned into, you know, little Debbie, you know, um, they literally they think it's like literal. It's like, OK, they've actually turned into a girl. Um, and right. and this is you'll hear stories from these, you know, kindergartners or, you know, even, you know, five, six, seven year olds going home and and like becoming worried, like, am I going to turn into, you know, like a girl, you know, when I, I'm a boy, am I going to turn to a girl mom, you know? Um, and so, so let,
0: they, me get, let me let me interject real quick. Yeah. So you personally, you have no you have uh, you, you could care less what people do in their own bedroom as adults. Right.
2: So I think we need to unpack that a little bit. So this okay. has been kind of how our society has understood things for a long time now. OK. Mm-hmm. Um it, older people you know older generations and you know more ancient societies they their perspective their perspective would be (laughs) that you know if you're doing something you know privately it may actually change who you are and the way that you interact with the world around you and so you may actually end up spreading harm to the society around you even though it seems like you're not right so this is
0: so this is the uh see no speak no hear no evil yes exactly
2: uh, idea so so the um you know that that you know i'll get to that but what i'm trying to point to is like for let me give an example like we're all born with like an inner judge right like like we judge ourselves right so you're you're raised and you kind of had to have a sense of right and wrong if you are doing something that you inherently know is wrong right and you're judging yourself that way um usually you're you're not going to be a a super nice person to be around. You might be angry at other people because you're actually angry at yourself. You know um, that you may take that out on your kids. You may take it out on your coworkers. So you're actually spreading this like evil that's that you're actually trying to hide, you know, in your bedroom. You're actually spreading it around the world. So, so that's one aspect of it. But beyond that, um, you know, sure, I guess, theoretically, most people would say that if you're not harming anyone else, then what you're doing is your own business, right? So right. If these people wanted to, you know, change their sexual identity and like pretend to be something they're not, um, and they, in somebody came to me who was like physically a man and they presented themselves as a woman, I'm not gonna pull down your pants and check, you know, I'll, I'll treat you however you. You know you tell me you're a woman i'll treat you like a woman you tell me you're a man i'll treat you like a man but that's not what they want they want to be like here let me pull down my pants and show you what i actually am but you have to treat me as though i'm something else right, right. like they, they want to tell you and force you to to treat you know so so it's a little bit different and um and so i, I hope that answers the question but but this moment in time is Not that private thing at all. This moment in time is destructive for the entire society. And why why is it destructive for the whole society? We know from decades of sociological research that, you know, a two parent traditional mom and dad family, right, um, is the ideal setting to raise children and and it's the ideal base unit of any society. You'll get the best outcomes in the kids right so they'll achieve better educational outcomes they'll earn more money they'll be happier in their life they'll live yeah, that's, longer
0: that's one thing Everything. that's always bothered me is you know you get a you get a gay couple uh adopting children or you get a woman having a, a child on their own and they say well you know i just uh you know you don't need a male you don't need a male role model you don't <clears throat> i think we're seeing exactly what will happen uh especially in uh, some of the the minority populations, the the blacks in particular that have such a high rate of uh, fatherless homes, and we're seeing what's happening as a result of that. Um, but I think that you and I are on the same page uh, in in the education realm because I think what we're saying is not only do we not want this transgender agenda in the classroom, we don't want you talking about I mean, you're not there to talk about uh, anything uh, sexualizing our children in any way, right? I mean, isn't isn't our objective is to get everything out and to focus on what yes. the kids are there to learn?
2: <laughs> yeah exactly so we're we're pushing out what's important which is like reading writing and arithmetic you know basically um, the basics and and we're already failing at teaching that and and then we're trying to teach all this other stuff but so what I would say again to go back to that you know see no evil hear no evil speak no evil people kind of oftentimes misunderstand that saying it comes from China actually it's it's a very ancient saying um probably Confucius um, kind of is the original source although he said it a little bit differently um, so anyway people, kind of look at that hear that and they're like oh you're just trying to like ignore what's wrong and stick your head in the sand kind of thing that's not the idea the idea is that you don't you you want to protect yourself and you want to protect your kids for example you want to shelter your children from knowing about certain things right so we don't explain to our kids what goes on in guantanamo bay and like what happens in like a war and like gory all the gory details and how torture works and you know like we don't teach them about murder so that you know like we don't want them to know or be exposed to certain things which we consider to be evil right like we're not going right. to spend a lot of time we we wouldn't want them to hang around with like bank robbers right like they're bad so they're not they're not right? equipped
0: their brain hasn't gotten to the point where they're equipped to really think through those types of issues right
2: absolutely that's another you know very important point so so i would say it's it's actually like a psychological form of child abuse to even expose them right like you wouldn't take i don't think anyone would consider it okay to take their kids and like you know you know, let's go and meet like the local prostitute. Let's go and like go to a local strip club. But for some reason, it's okay to go to like a, you know, like an a trans strip club, right? <laughs> Whereas like right. you would never consider it okay to take your kids to a regular strip club, although it like you know it's it's basically the same idea. Um, so, you know, so there's things that we should be sheltering them from.
0: Basically. I think great examples are what we see in the in the news uh, when we do see some video coverage of say the pride events and stuff. You see these little kids. And the 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 artwork for this episode, which I don't know if you had seen, is this one of the pictures within it is this little girl who must be six and she's wearing a I heart and then the male the male appendage. Right. And, uh, I, you know, my first thought is what kind of I mean, that you deserve to not have children if that's the kind of that's the kind of thing you're dressing them in. But what I want to what I want you to talk about uh, now is. Um, going through this process, what are the statistics, or what what is, what can you explain as to the window of time that people normally go through this, and what happens yeah. at a certain point?
2: Right. So historically, I mean, people have identified as you know, transsexuals since the beginning of time. There's always been a tiny percentage, one in a few thousand, um, and it was almost all very, very young boys, okay? They were like, you know, very young, like in their first few years of life, and they would develop what we used to call gender dysphoria. Um, And this is not what we're dealing with now. What we're dealing with now is what's called rapid onset gender dysphoria. It's an entirely new thing, right, that we've never seen before, and it happens around puberty usually. and so so that rap, that that earlier you know entity that we used to deal with um, up to 95% of the time if you just let the boy go through puberty that would solve the problem right like if anyone who's a if anyone, any any man remembers puberty i mean your hormones just rage out of control you you know you
1: yeah. you know
2: a stiff wind will you know turn you on and so like that that you know raging hormones fixes the problem okay they're right. like yeah i'm a man i'm a guy um, you know up to 95% of the time and, um, and and the rest of the time you know i'd say who, what is it, right? Is it some kind of trauma or neglect? Is it something, you know, you, you can come up with all kinds of reasons why somebody might have this issue. I think more research needs to be done on like, why these very young little boys have this issue, right? It's, it's a psychological disorder, because, you know, it's as if, you know, a man is saying, I'm a duck, you know, obviously, you're not a duck, you know, a boy <laughs> is saying they're a girl, obviously, you're not a girl, we can see I can look at you. And I can see that you're a boy. Right? Like right, You're right. not a girl, just like you're not a duck or a horse or a pig um and so so there's something wrong mentally speaking right it's a psychological disorder and it always has been what we're seeing now is is again and you know, just before puberty or during puberty. Um, and it's a so it's like a sociological contagion. You know, you're planting the idea in young children in school, and then it's being tended to, and eventually it flowers and it grows. And so when you go and talk to the parents whose kids have gone through this, and, and they're like on all sides of the political spectrum, you know, it, it affects right. everyone, and everyone gets upset by it, because, you know, regardless of what liberals say, they, at the end of their, they're very similar, you know, to conservatives in what they actually want. Out of life for themselves personally, right? Regardless right. of what they say about exactly. society and how we should that's treat other have, people. That's why they don't have. That's you know? why
0: they don't have a bunch of illegal immigrants in their home.
2: Exactly right. right. Like they want to go to Starbucks and not have like vagrants sitting there using the, you right. know, the right. <laughs> yeah the right. services. Um, you know, so, I, I
0: just was thinking when you were talking about that that you know let's take the let's take a liberal argument for a minute. Let's talk about how liberals historically view the South. Right? If you're from the South, you're automatically a racist and we better raise our children and not expose them to all this racism. We better control that because it's harmful for them. So my question is, what's the difference? Aren't aren't you doing the same thing with this trans agenda, and and the impact is the same because they're being bombarded by everything else on the outside, in addition to this this uh, glorification. That's you know I really view this as from the from the mind of a of a kid. This is kind of a,
2: um,
0: it's a cool thing to be today.
2: Exactly what I was going to get at, right? Like, it's, it's this, especially amongst girls, right? It's like the new anorexia bulimia, you know, it's like the maybe what used to be like cutting among some girls and like the, the things that like girls, and, and so it's even more than that though, right? Like that that is kind of understandable. That's like dealing with stress, whatever, and like body image, you know, but what this is, is it's about being the cool kid. So the queen bee girl decides that like, this is an, you know, an easy way to further cement my power and my prestige. And and what you find is like suddenly everyone's applauding you, right? Like you're everyone's positive right. online, you're suddenly like the toast of the town, right? Like you go right. from being you could go from being an outcast to being like, you know, the prom queen overnight just because you've done this, right? Or the you know, the quote unquote prom queen, right? Um, right? Or king. Um and so so yeah, so there's a big aspect of that. And and the other, you know, interesting point part here is that again, like I said, it used to happen just in these very young boys now it's primarily happening in girls it's never before happened to such a large extent in girls i mean it's four or five times more in girls now and it used to be barely ever in girls right it used to be all in boys um yeah
0: one of your articles you were talking about that you're talking about the percentage shifts and the percentage shifts directly correlate with what the communications are from various sources right so is that how do you how do you argue against that? Uh, they would come back and say, "Well, that's just like people coming out of the closet, right?" Mm-hmm. So how do we know that that's not the case?
2: Yeah, I mean that's a good question. Um, it's uh, you know I, I guess I'm not sure that there's any research done on this particular question. Um, like I don't believe that's the case. I think that this is something that like people. Are being convinced that they want right it's not something that is organic and is just like coming out from inside and it's now coming out because you know it's not being covered up um, in the past what you would have seen would be maybe like some percentage of people had a fetish right like a cross-dressing fetish right and right. it was and what's a fetish it's like it gets you off right it's not something you don't want to present it to the whole world right you don't want to take right. your fetish out of the bedroom you just want to like in you know it kind of right. turns you on and you enjoy it in the bedroom and mm-hmm. it's not something that you identify as, um, if anything, you know, you could look at like the rates of cross-dressing, right? Like if, uh-huh. if any, you know, the people who kind of wanted to identify as that, maybe they were the cross-dressers in the past. It was nothing like, you know, to the numbers we have today. And so every generation, right, it, you're seeing exploding numbers of people who identify as LGBTQ+, plus, whatever, you know, all the, you know, you know, letters now that we have. But um,
0: I think in the, other the, thing in the that- latest... That- I think the other thing to point out in that, with that whole question that I just posed is that you have to keep in mind that we're talking about children and children, children's mind. We're not talking about adults who choose to stay in the closet because of what society says about them or, or religion says about them. So that whole thing, that whole, that whole argument, I think, is really difficult because this is really the first time that we've had an attack of this nature on, on childhood.
2: Absolutely, and you know, like, I mean, w- like, when I was growing up, I mean, I don't think I even knew about anal sex, right, until I was like a teenager or something, right? Like mm-hmm. now, we're we're teaching kids about this thing, right? Like, like we're mm-hmm. teaching them about, and actually, like, you know earlier than my generation it wouldn't have even been called sex right it would have been called sodomy it wouldn't it wasn't that right. considered sex even um, and so the it's really you know powerful when you change people's language right when you change the words that they use exactly. it normalizes yeah. things and it sh- it actually is a brainwashing effect on people because like that's i said it battle. wasn't that's even considered sex right and now it's considered sex and yeah. then and then you move to marriage right after you normalize right. this you know abnormal quote unquote sexual experience then you move further and then you normalize the marriage between you know people who never used to get married and and we got to like extend the trend lines out into the future like where is this headed now we have kids identifying as like cats and like wolves you right. know i mean it's utter, utterly ridiculous like this is a real thing
0: i want i want to bring up one other point of comparison when we first started our conversation you were talking about how you and your wife um you know, you, you, you're guarded against the exposure in the phones and the devices against even children in the neighborhood, uh, the schools, uh, and the the thought that popped into my head was, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, a thousand percent, the, the, I want people, I want the viewers to think about this. Now I remember as a boy, I remember as a boy, just uh, pre-puberty, where a neighbor stole a dad's Playboy, right? And then, you know, showed it to me, and that was my first exposure to anything like that. And, I mean, that was much, much more difficult, not getting caught stealing that magazine, right, than just popping up your phone or listening to or or watching movies or watching the television shows that really promote transgenderism. Or I mean, it literally is, folks, inundation and... Parents, I think, are <laughs> they're saying, "Oh God, you know, first we're we're called domestic terrorists because we speak up about our children's education and school board meetings, and all of this." And I got like a second job, and I got it. I mean, it is literally destroying our culture, and people need to to to, to realize that and to stand up and not use the excuse, oh, "I can't do anything about it."
2: So it's it's worse than destroying the culture. I mean, you're just dis- you're you're it's the end of like countries okay this is the end of societies right because these you know so in gen z it's like anywhere from the estimates are nine to forty percent of generation z um is identifies as lgbtq okay which means that they're far less likely to have children right like some of them won't be able to have children the trans ones who really commit to that won't be able to have kids um and a lot of the other ones just won't be interested in it right like you know a man and woman get together usually they end up having a kid right like you know like the, the process of sleeping together usually results in a kid even if you're trying not to have one right so anyway you you extend the society right like you keep up the birth rates our birth rates have already been collapsing to the point like we're below replacement levels now we're going to have a tremendous drop in the population which you know the agenda considers that good but it's so far from good you can't even imagine i mean it will create utter chaos just imagine suddenly you have like half the number of people on earth but there's double the number of houses meant to like you know hold all these people your property you know, is going to collapse. Your, you know, stock market is going to collapse. Everything collapses. You're not going to be able to take care of the elderly because there's not going to be enough young people, right? Everything is going to collapse all at once. I mean, we're talking about like a uh, something well, like beyond the, the Great Depression, right? I mean, yeah, we're we're talking about people starving, right? Like yeah. people are going to be starving. There's not going to be enough food. There's not going to be enough anything. Not enough Let's- energy.
0: Yeah, and it's all deliberate though, isn't it? I mean it's it's all being done on purpose so that we can go to this one world control and not have any freedoms. And that's that that is something that folks, if you think that's just pie in the sky conspiracy theory, look at the documents that come from the World Economic Forum and look at the tabletop exercises that they have done and answer the answer me the question as to why were there millions of COVID vaccines sold in 2018 before COVID even existed as this pandemic, right? And we have evidence and proof of that, that that was done. So, so this is just, again, a sliver of the overall strategy uh, to change our world and who we are. And, uh, you know, I'd like to get to what parents specifically can do. How do they, you know, how do you recommend that they talk to their kids? How, you know, what, what types of recommendations do you have in dealing with this issue?
2: So, there's there's an in the home, right? You have to realize you have a responsibility to these children, right? So trans youth and trans adults they have much higher suicide rates, right? They um, have severe psychological problems and distress that doesn't get fixed by you know the transition. Um, so parents want what's best for their kids, right? Being trans is not best for your kid, right? I can tell you that. But it's not safe to try to fight the system out in the open, right? If you're already stuck with a kid who's like, told you that I'm, you know, I want to transition, uh, you need to like move, you need to get your kid out of school and move somewhere else where no one knows you and not tell the police, not tell the school counselor, not tell anyone because they'll send child protective services after you. Right. Because, you know, you want to try to convince your child not to do this. You got to disconnect them from the internet, disconnect them from, you know, social media, disconnect them from the television, disconnect them from everything, right. Their whole prior life and get them into some like, you know, gender appropriate, like activities and it'll wear off. Okay it wears off after a year or two and the kid will thank you what do the studies later show,
0: what do the studies show is the so let's just say that um someone has this feeling or they you know they think that they are in the wrong body and they they but they don't change um uh, at what point does that feeling normally go away
2: so, we have to you know differentiate from the the boys historically who had this when they were like three, four or five years old you know it you it may wear off in a couple of years it may take until puberty to wear off, but you know like that that's a very tiny percentage of the problem right that's like one in a few thousand kids experience that that's not what we're really seeing um right now. What we're seeing is the older kids and and you know from You know, parents reports like the extreme kind of like desire will wear off if you cut off all of the inputs that are, you know, pushing it. Right. Like all of the the friends and all of the social media contacts and like the pornography that they're being exposed to, like all of that kind of like ecosystem, if you kill all of that this thing oftentimes wears off within months or maybe a year or two right like the, the kid kind of like normalizes and becomes the kid that you knew before um, pretty quickly um, and this is most of the time right and and at the same time you got to deal with the you got to try to you know deal with the underlying issues that might have spurred this on right is the kid you know feeling like depressed or not pretty enough or too fat or you know not you know boyish enough or like what it maybe there was something else maybe there's a number of things maybe they're anxious maybe they're depressed maybe they're suicidal whatever it is you got to try to fix those things and these things are complicated right like psychology and like trying to understand like root causes is complicated you got to get there you gotta get to know the kid right like right. you gotta you know delve into like what's going on with you you know talk to them and everything and and the parents are the best at this if, if you feel like you're incapable you know find a counselor who's on your side you know yeah, you got to be careful gonna...
0: I was just gonna say. Now that's the first time I heard the word counselor, and I was yeah. just gonna say that, you know, that normally in the past the first thing out of someone's mouth would be, oh, we'll take them to a counselor, and 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 now unfortunately, even, I mean, this has uh, infiltrated all of all of the institutions in our country and and the key professions that would have helped us to deal with it. So. Uh,
2: Yeah. Everyone's afraid, right? Everyone's afraid of speaking out and there are protocols now everywhere you go, right? Like, unless you find somebody who's completely independent, who's not beholden to anyone else and is not like an employee, you know, of a large corporation that tells them what they can and cannot say, what they can and cannot do. Um, Nowadays, everyone's afraid because they've been told and they've been warned that if you don't just fully affirm this child, they will kill themselves, right? That's why Child Protective Services is getting involved with these cases, because the parents are being, you know, you know, if they kind of push back, they're told your kid is at risk of, suicide and we've got to take them away from you you know we got to affirm everything they say as if like you know if they said that i want to be like you know i want to be a reindeer you know you have to affirm it right like so um so you just have everyone is affirming everyone is affirming and and people are not you know unfortunately brave enough to stand up unless you are completely you know separate from that entire system where you have a your own private practice so you got to find if you need a counselor you got to find somebody who's independent and who has you know you you can ask them you know what they believe and how they approach these problems you know generally speaking and if they're you know if they're open to helping you you know on your side they believe what you believe then you go to them otherwise you don't um what is your viewpoint
0: on on school do you view that people should not only not only move but maybe homeschool
2: Absolutely, right? Like, I mean, I think it's just the schools are just too dangerous, right? Social media is too, all these things that I mentioned, what I'm doing for myself, I see it as like the only option now. It seems extreme, but it's not extreme, okay? Not. What's going on in these places is extreme. So you know, either you homeschool yourself or you join a community of people who are homeschooling together, right?
0: Yeah, you look at the uh, one of your, uh, well, I don't remember where I read it, I think it was an article. Uh, of yours or some of the communication that I had with, with booking you was talking about the TikTok videos, right? And, uh, you know, my, my question for you teachers out there is this, when you see the TikTok videos of fellow teachers and the teachers are in their, uh, I saw one in particular, this female teacher was in her car and she was, you know, just overjoyed that she talked to her children about Uh, being a lesbian her students about being a lesbian and she was in tears my question for you teachers is look at those examples and tell me who is taking the role of the adult and what is the motivation behind that she wanted the motivation is that she wanted to be recognized and it was about her it was in her best interest I think that's the other part of our of our society today is uh, the narcissism is off the chart we got, we got. Uh, you know, everybody has to act in certain ways to get attention. It's like everybody, you know, I have to do this to get a pat on the back. I have to do this to get more follows and more likes on social media. And the whole issue of, of narcissism to me is, I think, more damaging than the COVID pandemic.
2: Yeah, I agree. This is a huge problem. Um, people want their own kind of private reality to be reflected back at them by everyone else in the world. They want to force everyone else to agree with them. But another thing that this reminded me of was that this whole movement is really elitist also. So like yeah. we're taking out like the um the ability to like you know judge people based on their academic prowess, right? But like you're always going to have the elites come up with something, okay, to be able to distinguish themselves as part of the elite class. And so, like, you think about, like, all these different pronouns, keeping all this straight, right? It's like a science in itself. It's like you have to teach yourself all the proper terminology and, like, you have to remember who to call what. And, like, you know, it's a very complicated mental juggling act, right, Right. which gives you, like, entrance into that elite culture and into elite schools and into elite workplaces, right? Because you can talk the talk, right? What You can, you know, you go into, like, a, a poor backwards, like a neighborhood where, you know, primarily African-American and, you know, underprivileged kids live, they don't talk the talk. They don't even know the talk. Right. They, they, they speak in a completely different way. They don't, they're not up to date with all this like latest lingo. Right. You know, and and so, so they're not going to fit in. Right. So this is the new elitism. Right. And uh, and and that's another problem.
0: I would add to that, that um, when, when you look at who is being censored, you know, the, the So I'll, do, I'll make this brief. So we got um, the the left that likes to point to the right and say that Trump supporters and the people on the right are fascists when by definition fas- fascism is a product of the left because a true right-wing person wants little to no government, period. And fascism in its definition is all, all out government control, even of the corporation. So Mussolini called it corporatism. Right. Mm -hmm. But so if you're if you are a fascist, you are going to censor people who is censoring people and why are they censoring people? If people like you, doctor, and like me are so far out there, isn't the proof in allowing them to communicate their viewpoints? And if it's really that crazy, they'll be rejected by the people who are hearing what they have to say. No, they have to censor it, right? Because they have an agenda. And and, uh, that is also happening in our schools now. So we're talking about this as as it relates specifically to the transgender uh, issue in our schools, right? So that's why parents are being silenced, isn't it?
2: yeah i I mean everything has been flipped on its head right i mean this is something that was predicted you know decades ago in books like 1984 um and and so words mean the opposite of what they used to mean right Right. you you see that everywhere right so um now like we're being told that you know we are spreading hate when when actually they hate us right like the the true hate nowadays is for somebody who doesn't, you know, agree with that leftist opinion. You know, if you don't agree with all of our opinions, you are, you know, we're going to hate you, first of all, and and call you somebody who's spreading hate when it's really like, yeah, sure. Like, I do hate certain things, but I don't hate like the people, right? Like these people, we we all come from Adam and Eve, right? Like we're all related at the end of the day. Again,
0: again, you know, the difference between uh, the left and right is emotion versus fact. So if they point at me and they say that we're the haters, I will point to the January 6th prisoners who weren't even in the Capitol and are still are still political prisoners in the gulag. And, you know, the, again, who are the fascists? Right. So so what I want people to 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 come away from this uh, is thinking about the discussion that we had and and uh, giving some thought to the questions that that we uh, talked about. You know, and um, looking for more evidence on their own and making their own decisions, you know, but at least to take some action and to start moving forward in addressing this issue. If you have children or grandchildren, you know, because it is something that, you know, if you don't if you don't do anything, they are going to be impacted by it. Uh, Right. I mean, that's that's the basic truth of it all, isn't it? Inaction, inaction is consent.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, like evil only spreads when good men say nothing. Right. And and right. women. And so like an- another point is like a lot of people, you know, wonder, like, how can these horrible things happen in the past? You know, why didn't anyone say anything? You know, um, this is why now you know why. OK, you're not saying anything. You Now you know why. Right. So you ask yourself, why aren't you saying anything? Um, everyone who's listening needs to start speaking up. Right. And, and it's kind of like they used to say in New York after the terrorist attacks. Like if you see something, say something something if you see something wrong you got to speak up and and call it out that's the bare minimum that you can do right like you got to hate right. it inside yourself but then you got to say something and and stop it if you can right like you got to right. get on the school boards if you can um, you know if you can't get your kids out of school at least get on the school boards at least make a ruckus wherever you live right like demonstrate or like call the newspapers you know i don't know like call the hospitals you know, call the doctors, tell them like what you think and what you believe. And and the other thing is, you know, um, you know, support people who are on our side, right? Like support the right. businesses who speak out, right, and say that, you know, this is what we believe, we're on your side. Support them and and get away from all these multinational corporations. Stop giving them your money, right? If we all vote voted with our feet and we all spoke up at once, this would all be over, right? Well, like, Walmart, but, Walmart. But the silent terrible. majority is being eroded.
0: Right. Walmart got terrible news. Uh, I understand yesterday in the market, they they took a big hit. And it's interesting how the corporations, when they come out and they go full, woke, they can't seem to connect the dots that, hey, the American people aren't buying your crap. Why are your stocks going down? (laughs) Well, it's because people are doing exactly what you're talking about. But I would say not enough. When I go buy, you know, some of these businesses, uh, the parking lots, in my opinion, are still way too full. And, uh, you know, to me, that's disappointing because it either means people don't care or people are still asleep. And that's what, what this
2: what's sh- worse. What's worse is that we have a silent majority now, but it's being eroded by the change in the culture. Every passing generation, we're losing that majority. Right. So like are you
0: percent. they're using fear to make sure that people don't step up like you're talking about?
2: Um, yeah so so students they won't have to even do that because like they'll have the majority right like that's what the, that's the end game that they take over the culture in the society because they've convinced everyone you know after you know it just takes a few generations to change everyone right in the society and what they believe so so that's the end game i mean that's where we're headed where where you don't have to like keep people then you know the the you know the goalposts will move you know it'll be something else but they they will have won you know they're they're this battle
0: right so what what um what words would you have for our the viewers and listeners in closing here
2: yeah so i think the important thing is that this is um you got to look at this from a greater perspective right this is like a a you know a centuries-long battle you know millennia-long battle between good and evil right and what what does evil do right i mean it's not just that it's not nice it's that it hastens on the end of the world right and it hastens on the end of humanity right so like eventually if evil spreads we won't have you know people having babies and eventually humanity will die out and so so what you know from a grander perspective like what does god want right like he wants as many people as possible to know him and to enter paradise and live forever you know in you know, in that beauty. Right. And so like the more evil spreads, the, the, the fewer people are going to end up right. Like knowing God and being born and, and the quicker the end, the last day comes. Right. So, so this is really like, this is the true threat. It's not climate change. Okay. It's the spread of evil, which destroys society. This is an, this particular thing that's happening now, it's an evolutionary dead end societies that go down this path. They don't survive. Okay. It's like well, I would, you I know. Would
0: point to the Greeks uh in that. Yes. Um yes. so yes, history does repeat itself. So. Um so I'd love to have you back. Uh we basically scratched the surface and could have talked about just one, you know, one of the many areas we covered. Um but I thank you very much for your time and uh like I said, uh a complicated issue. I hope that people really got some some, some things to think about out of it and um I appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us and be on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. One last thing though, um, mm-hmm. website, would you give your website and, and if you are on sure. social media where people can follow you?
2: Yeah. So the website is my to doc.com. That's, that's the primary website. We also have a, a great supplement site. Um, if anyone's worried about monkeypox, I don't, I don't think it's something most people need to worry about, but we were coming out with a supplement for that. Um, and, uh, and that's at my I'm on Gab. I'm on Truth Social. Um, I don't really spend a whole lot of time on social media nowadays, but uh, I have a Rumble channel. It's Dr. Syed Haider. It's D-R-S-Y-E-D-H-A-I-D-E-R. So you can find me on Rumble. Um, we do try to post you know, once or twice a week. And um, and so so that's, that's where people can find me. But I do want to mention on our website, my go to doc, that you know you can register for free as a patient in, in my practice and you can ask free questions right like you can ask questions back and forth and, and talk to me or my my staff and we'll give you the the real scoop okay on what's awesome. going on um and uh, and so yeah so people you know it, there, there are easy solutions, right, for this this whole pandemic and all these fake, you know, scares and stuff. You know, um, you know, I think you know, COVID does harm some people. You know, for a long, like long COVID is a real thing. Vaccine injuries are obviously real. We deal with both. You know, that they're, they're, you can solve them. It's a lot easier to prevent them than it is to fix them, but they're fixable too. Yeah. Um, and this whole monkeypox thing, just to briefly mention that, I mean, I, I think it's probably another bioengineered virus. Just looking at the oh, genetic kind of drift, the, the genetic drift. The
0: you have the world health organization coming out and and trying you know basically saying it's, it's another emergency and and stuff but uh, yeah
2: yeah so uh, so i would you know we don't know the true you know repercussions of what this is going to cause like we didn't know anything about long COVID in the beginning so um we don't know if monkeypox is going to have a problem with that but i would say that like the one thing we are seeing i mean again it's mostly gay men but um the people who get it it's like 10 percent of them end up hospitalized just because of how bad the pain is so if you can do something to, to prevent that if you do end up getting it if, if you can do something to prevent just the pain and the hospitalization i think it would be worth it so we're 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 going to come out with a Saracenia purpurea supplement. You know, some of your viewers may be aware of that. It's, a, it's an old uh, American Indian remedy for smallpox and monkeypox, and it's been confirmed in lab tests to work just as well as any drug that we have in our formulary against both smallpox and monkeypox.
0: I'd like to have you back to just talk about that. That'd be interesting. Sure. All right. Well, thanks, thanks again, and best of luck to you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. So there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed the conversational style of this show. It's what makes this show different than others. And uh, your your uh, patronage is appreciated. How you can really help me out is you can go to redbloodedpatriots.com. You can uh, donate if you uh, want. If not, you can help me out. And probably more important than a donation is to share the show and to help me build my audience. That would be awesome. Uh, share it with your friends. That's greatly appreciated. Now, we had, uh, I had talked a little bit about the artwork for this show, and this is actually from a magazine spread, and a lot of you were uh, pretty excited about this, and and rightfully so, it's pretty disturbing. So what I've done this uh, past couple weeks now is I have gone undercover, I guess you would say, to bring you next week's show, which is going to be um, Sex Cells, How adult. Sexual subcultures are destroying our kids' future. So, I've been having a rather enlightening and interesting time, and that'll be next week. So, again, 4 o'clock Central Time is the time for my show, and uh, it's uh, posted to several platforms after the live show on Rumble and Cloud Hub and Facebook, but uh, Facebook frequently cancels at least some of my content in every episode as. I really want to get off there so if you're on Facebook go to cloud hub sign up there that would be awesome go to Frank's speech sign up there that would be good too um, in closing I want to just remind you of episode 79 Jake Jake Lang and other Patriots who are unjustly in prison need your help you can uh, view episode 79 and find out how you can help them and that would be greatly appreciated Uh, That's it for today. We'll see you next week, and God bless.